Hey everybody, it's another Zoom episode of Carnival of Randomness with our Zoom master Patrick. Hello! And we have the, our second banana drummer Greg is out there and he looks better than ever. There <laughs> I am. Right this now our guest, school. I think our guest was abducted by a UFO. If he shows up, we will have him in and present him. Otherwise, there's always stuff for us to talk about at the carnival. And we were going on about very questionable sequel in Wonder Woman uh, 1984. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know if we, how much we've delved into it before. I know obviously this is a little bit uh, past Christmas when it came out, but now the, the story is a big mashup of different elements, and that we were touching on that a little bit. Like I, I was saying, it was like a Cinderella Arabian Nights tale, and with a lot of strange stuff in there. Yeah, was it almost like they put a? They didn't know. Like I thought, one problem I had with Green Hornet, believe it or not, I thought it could have been a good movie if they got the tone right. They didn't know if they wanted to make it a comedy, serious. Right. And does this have the same type of thing? Well, yeah, because it gets very serious. I mean, I gotta give, I gotta give uh, uh, her credit though. When she has to, leave, when Steve has to leave at the end, and she's all broken up, and I mean, she. That was that really tears at you. I mean, she did a great job of, of being, you know, just human. You know, yeah. I didn't have any. I didn't have any issues at all with any of the performances in the movies. I thought I thought they had they had good actors doing good work. It's just I thought that the story was the, the it just had it had problems with uh, the tone, especially compared to the first Wonder Woman. The first Wonder right. Woman. You know, felt felt real. You know, more real than the kind of wacky, slightly cartoony, you know, world you got in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Right, it was, yeah, so, very much so. Yeah, which is if if that was the understanding going in, if that's what we were used to, then it would have felt less weird with all the real. I just, I, I, I just kind of think that they sort of forced the issue with the 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 cheetah character there whatever her name was i forgot but i mean you know like really you're gonna work at a place and nobody's gonna talk to you i mean there was just so much stuff. oh like, yeah no, I, oh, you know oh, and by the way the ufo has landed yeah let's uh, let's, uh we're gonna let in uh someone's here del rivers that's his, that's his. at the zoom door uh so we'll del rivers and here's a picture of del rivers i <laughs> see again, it greg we can't see you. Your video is there. We go. Hey, where your video hasn't been on the whole time, Greg? It hasn't. No, how that's I... why we kept saying how good you look. Oh, how do I? <laughs> is there some way to do it? Uh, just go. Leave it off. If, you look yeah. better. No, just go <laughs> there. If, if you go to the bottom left hand of your screen there on Zoom, you'll see a thing that'll say. Oh, start, start video. Yeah. Oh. We're a little Zoom clinic today here. Oh, I didn't never. Oh, hi. <laughs> 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 ah! Oh. I did it. Okay. Wow, well, I can't believe it. There we go. There Del, go. take there a look. We have Del Rivers who's come down into the studio, sort of by computer, yeah, by the internet. Sort of. But show him that. See, he I've been swearing at the computer for the last ten minutes. Just, remember oh, this? Remember this? Was nuts. Remember this? I come over to Del? his house. I don't bother. Yeah, that's my last CD. Then I can yeah. act sanctimonious, like, aha, you didn't do it. <laughs> Hold it up, Greg. You can't see okay. it because uh, you're doing the same thing. Higher, higher, higher. Yeah, higher colors. Okay. I don't That's do the this one. Much. That's the one that we both worked on. Yeah, the, the recording from the Bob Shop. Yeah. Yep. Are I hope you liked it. And there's the band. <laughs> yeah. What, did you see me with my Hitler mustache? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm all gray and then the, the black, like, right. 
meet in the middle right where the, the Charlie oh, Chaplin yeah, or Hitler dashes. Yeah. I like they call it the Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yeah, there, there was a you know there was a rumor. I don't I don't believe it. Like the guy I think from the was, Sparks. That was the fashion, yeah. though. That was the yeah. fashion of the day. There was a rumor Hitler did that because Chaplin was popular and he wanted to be popular. But I think it was just the rumor of the day. Yeah, I don't know. That I don't would know. be. That's I would throw put it past them though. It's possible, very possible. Oh, I think so. But I was going to yeah. ask, what was well, that? I mean, what was, was that band? Greg Dell, tell us about that band you played with at the Bob Shop. What was it? What kind of music? Um. Well. We got together with the guys from the Key Dreamers, who were like a um, surf-style uh, Florida-type band. They did, you know, anything from Florida, like, uh, oh, um, what's his name? Jimmy Buffett, that kind of style. But they did surf music, too. They did instrumentals. And, and uh, they're about 10 years older than me. And I said, what the heck, we'll get together and see what happens. And, and uh, hooked up and went to Bob Shop for the record store day, and it turned out pretty good. There's some extra stuff on there too, like um, you know stuff we didn't practice and things that weren't played at the Bob Shop. But Pat, Pat turned Pat, out pretty good. Patrick's gonna like this one. It's one I hear. She walks like a robot. That was a cool <laughs> <song>. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, maybe we should. Yeah, I, mean, I should do a B fifty two style version that at the end? of that. One yeah, time. Just... yeah, Greg. Well, at the end we'll play that song. Okay. If you can send me, if you have it on file, if you can just send it to me. I I don't because I. I right. only have the physical. I can okay. I can rip We're, it. I, I can rip it real quick. That would be great. Yeah. Don't do it right now though. Yeah, I probably can just <laughs> rip it in. This is really just it'll controlled. Be, this one is really I have my permission. <laughs> but I yeah, we and have so to let's, do, let's give Dell like a proper introduction because people might Yeah, well yeah. Dell's be been my friend for decades. He's uh what can I say about this him? He's a, my real name, by the way. This is my real name, James Bullman. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Dell. There's actually three of them in Rochester, and I, and I changed it to Dell Rivers for, for entertainment purposes. Dell Shannon and Johnny Rivers. <laughs> exactly. You remember. Yeah, yeah, Dell is all about. I can't even describe you. You do so much. You've done stand up comedy, music, acting, taming, probably. Um, you know, a lot of hobbies. I'm into the UFOs. And yeah, that's what like I. That. That's whole, I want to ask now. a question first, though. I just thought of this. We have. I do the show, and that's about it. And I still am a weird introvert type, weird introvert social butterfly. But you find it when you start doing this, you loosen up. It's fun. But you're all three different performers. Now, Greg, music. I know, Dell, you've done that. But you, I'm going to focus stand-up comedy, Patrick on stage. So I think in terms of stand-up, yep. though, you're acting alone while you two have backup. So... You can yeah. duck behind them if they throw crap at you. So how well, is the, sort how, of what's the um, mindset you have when you go up to perform? Well, um, well, let me back up just a little bit. I prefer to work with other people. And in fact, I did videos um, for a, a comedy show. I did the Del River show with Mark Elliott. Do you know Mark? You know Mark Elliott, don't you? Yeah. That's I did right. a you know comedy show with him. I, you know which worked so so. That just ended pretty much. It just didn't, wasn't going anywhere. And then uh, Frontal Lobe and Dumpling was the comedy show I did for about six years. <clears throat> as a video group, as a group, you know, just writing skits and just, you know, they would film it and edit it and stuff like that. That's in cool. fact, um, Susan Steckloff was involved with that. She's an actress. Oh, that's cool. So I knew you did comedy. I didn't know exactly what. I knew I've heard of the Dumpling yeah, uh, you know, the comedy thing is kind of like 
just when I feel like it type of thing, because I, I prefer doing videos and acting. Hold on. I got to get this thing out of here. <laughs> what the heck? Accept risk. Okay. Accept risk. Get out of here. We are really in. We, we must all accept risk. We are winging this Accept <laughs> these risks coming on this show, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, nice no, this show is great. I mean, I've just been backing up on a couple of videos. I just saw the one with Chaz Lockwood and um, coming Steve Lyons with- and He's right. coming back with Stan, actually. You know, if you want to join that Stan one, the man should do the show. He's, he is. He's we got to do it a Saturday afternoon. The... Okay, but you oh, know, yeah. but one of the questions a friend of mine said, who's a comedian, and maybe we'll have him on sometime. He says a lot of it's the audience because the audience wants to laugh. You got them that they're looking right. to laugh. Otherwise, like if you're background and they're out, you know, for dinner or something, you're not going to have as much entertaining. Uh, Time. Yeah, um, like the the problem I have with stand up comedy is it's hot and cold. Either you do it really well and the audience was with you, or you could really suck and the audience totally goes against you. Switching chairs. Here we go. I think that works. Is this at your house? No, this is at our studio down in Antarctica that we yes. do this. <laughs> yeah, it's, you want to see? Okay, I got to show you, Dell. We have to do it every time. Show them your project. Oh, what? Oh, which one? Pick one. Oh, I have um here. Yeah, uh, something to do with comedy or it's fun for the audio listeners. But uh, I have various uh, uh, Lego Star Wars projects here. Oh wow! That I've completed. Um, Wow, that's great. How long yeah. did it take you to do one of those? And, uh, I am... Uh, I'm put my headphones back on so I can hear you. How long did it take you to the do those? space ones? The, yeah. Do, do you have the, um, the space shuttle or any of the, the space um, I, Legos? I, right, now, I, right now, I've just been purely doing st- the Star Wars ones. Uh, there's, yeah, there's probably there's, a lot of them. Yeah, it's become a minor obsession. I, I uh, There is a... Uh, oh, oh, I... All right, there's a cat in the room now. Um, Joined by cat, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. I just forgot to yeah. lock my room. Mine's right um, here. Hi, buddy. I, uh, <laughs> I recently got the uh, the big set that's out right now, the uh, Moss Eisley Cantina set. It is wow. it's literally that's pretty cool. Oh, that's that's all the, the bar scene, right? In Star Wars, yeah, the bar scene. Like it's it's the whole building. It opens up with a bar in the middle. There's 21 figures. You got, you know, obviously Luke wow. and Luke and Han and Chewie and uh, Obi Wan, and then you have the bartender and uh, uh, you know uh, Buttface and his friend there who uh, gets his arm shot <laughs> off. Um, I'm using the canon terms, obviously. Uh, and uh, are you getting? Does the sell it separately, or is it all one? Oh no, it's all one piece. It, it, is, it is. It was uh, uh, a very impractical purchase, uh, as it's uh, <laughs> retails for three hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> One of my friends, wow. you'll get yeah, a, it's like yeah, a I, box set or something. Yeah. You know? You'll get a kick out of this, though. One of my friends, my friend Ken, he got the Ian Hunter box set. It was limited, 32 discs. It was like about $450. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. That, that's something I'd like to get if I, if I can afford that. Yeah, but I guess he just loved it. He I thought 30... Ian Hunter didn't have a box set. Uh, I, I guess but you had to get it from his website. You got his tour, you got a book, you got 32 CDs, I think a <laughs> bunch of unreleased stuff. I I have a vinyl thing. I Shades of Ian Hunter or something like that. And it's a it's just a big compilation of his stuff through different with the different bands. It's pretty good. It's like a two vinyl 
I read his biography. You know what I do? Yeah. When, when I get these things, these box sets to come out, I prefer like the, the three CD set. That's about my range, you know? It's like everything else, if I hear it, I hear it. I don't, I don't. That's the only way I can look at it. And I look you at know, like just sometimes like, some of this stuff was unreleased because it wasn't good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we get the unreleased stuff. Yeah, the box, it's true, too. Like, it wasn't made for radio, it was just made for fans. You know, you, could, yeah. you can have Pink Floyd farting all day. They're not going to put on a record, but it'd be a great fan thing, you know? Yeah. Well, there's there's a couple. <laughs> the craziest ones I've ever heard, there was Fly on the Wall for Let It Be, where all they did was they had, they recorded the background talking for 20 minutes. And there's yep. another one. There's that one, but there's another one I found. It's light in the window. Yeah, it's coming in. Well, you know what? That reminds me. Just on a whim, I ordered that. There's that Superman, the movie. There's a three-hour version. And so I, I got it, and I watched it. And what they basically did was they just put everything that they, that they filmed in there. Like everything that, that was cut out, wow. elongated just, scenes. And it Superman, basically it was the motion just, picture with uh, uh, the... Uh... The original, uh, yeah, the original Christopher Reeve, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, when you watch this stuff, there's a lot of the extra stuff with the with the Hackman character. But I mean, it's like okay, there's a reason those things didn't make it because they were not that great. Like there's this huge thing yeah. when the earthquake or when the dam breaks, they they have all these scenes of houses and buildings and people scrambling around. You know, that, they cut a lot of that out of the theatrical because you really, after a while, it's like, okay, more people screaming and yelling and more buildings falling. Yeah. And, you know, I just, well, yeah, it's all that you just shoot all this anyway. stuff and you, and you, you know, editors put in what works and you yeah. know, they, they, they never shoot this stuff intending to use it all. No, I'll give you an example. I just started reading. There's an oral history of Dazed and Confused. And originally, oh, yeah. and Linklater fought a lot with the producers. And, and originally the movie was two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> and then they had to cut it down. Huh. I guess. Huh. It would be interesting yeah. to see a full length like that. Well, I guess like there was you a thing with mine the... a day in the theater, you know? Yeah, right. yeah like go watch the Justice League cut for four hours. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. <laughs> but there's a, there's a thing I'll say about movies. How do you feel about that when, like, say, for example, Star Wars, Close Encounters, when you have the original movie, then they keep tinkering with it. Is this, if you've done the movie, can you do it? Or is it sort of like... Sometimes you know, I like that, sometimes I don't. You know, just like Star Wars... Headshot um, Greedo. Star, Star Trek. You know, they changed all the, the graphics in Star Trek. They actually made it better by changing those graphics. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Those are the only versions. But other things that they television. could have left in, you know, there might be like yeah. a, a. I actually watched Obsession. I own the I own the set, and I watched Obsession, and that's the one where the the the, the big cloud monster vampire yeah. it's been trying to get Spock's like the equivalent of eating Taco Bell. It can't get Spock. <laughs> but when they oh, yeah. blow up, they blow up the planet with the antimatter bomb. You see at the end where it pulls away. There's a big hole in the planet. And it looks really, really good. <laughs> well, that, yeah, and the thing they did that was really smart when they did those remastered episodes is they did their best to not mess with the aesthetic. Like, yeah, they the aesthetic is exactly the same. It's just the effects are better. That's so true. They, they can't looks they can't be a hundred percent, but they can get close to it. Yeah, you know, I it's really, like going I, back in time and redoing yeah. it. I really liked them. I, I bought a yeah. couple of them. They were really, really good. Smart, I mean, because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't take you out of the show. Yeah, and they didn't like they didn't change the dialogue or change oh, no, the scene. They, they, they just they yeah. That's the thing I worry about. If they change the dialogue, you know, because of racism, 
or because of like you know something that's politically incorrect. That's that's when I don't I get mad. And it would be hard because Star Trek was all against all that stuff. Yeah, so Star, Star how are you going to read it? Though every year, you know what I do on Fourth of July? I put Omega Glory up, the E Plavnista, and I still wonder how in the heck. Number one, it's touching to see a Canadian starship captain do the Pledge of Allegiance. How in the heck? Oh, yeah. But how in the heck do they know he's saying the right words when they don't understand the words? Well, yeah, well. He said I the secret the word. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Universal Translator. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, he's Dr. Who right. now. It's the Universal Translator. That's the, that's the, uh, the, the great, that's, that's the thing. All your, all your, you know, all your uh, spacefaring uh, shows have the Universal Translator. Right. So, or the aliens, or the aliens conveniently speak English. No, that's, well, that's the thing. Star Trek, and it's, it's in the show. They have a Universal Translator, and it just, everything they hear is in, the language they understand. Can you guys hold on for just a quick problem. second? Yeah, no problem. I'll be right back. Yeah, I just got to get my box of books. I was in the other room and I had to move everything again. So right. hang on well, a second. See ya. We're not going to hang on. We're going to babble. Well, this is a very good avid one. So, Greg, how is it playing? Uh, how is it uh, playing surf music on this stuff? A little different for you? Or? It, yeah, it was a lot different. And you know, I just we did our just. He told us what we wanted and. I think a lot of these songs are different eras that he did. So, you know, there's another one called uh, Sour Milk Day. And then there's one called Mighty Mighty Sweet, which was a cool song. Soul Chaser was a cool song. I mean, I remember, I haven't listened to this in a while, but it's really, it was fun doing it. There is, it, it is. Back, is it backwards on your end or is it front? No, it, it, we see it. Yeah, I see, see the it bright colors. We yeah, I, 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 it's it's backwards to me. Yeah, and yep. there's the back. Yep. The Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so. Dolph, baby. <laughs> well, well, now, Dell, how did you, I forgot how you and I hooked up for this thing. Did you just, did you talk to me? It's at, like, through Jerry Falzone. Oh, okay. What happened? I went to House of Guitars for a record store day last, the year before. Oh, that's and right. uh, you were drumming for Jerry Falzone. And I said, oh, yeah, it's a guy that does the TV commercials, blah, blah, blah. And I saw you with the projectiles before that. So I, I knew you uh, from the projectiles and Jerry Falzone ah. um, even before you were with Susie and um, Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, right. No, Su- oh, you're with them, power. too, besides oh, wow. Susie and Anonymous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Susie. Susie. I like Susie. She's a doll. She's a real doll. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways. (laughs) Really tamped down. Yeah, I would say so. But we. That's right. I I remember that's how it happened. Yep. Oh, yeah. We we were passing by a house of guitars, and I just said, "Hey, you know, are you still playing Jerry and whatever?" You know. Yeah. Well, he just looks like a drummer. Jerry (laughs) Falzone. Quick story: Jerry Falzone's cousin, my dad's best friend oh wow and oh. i didn't even know that I jerry's been out. on the show he came on the show back when we used to have the, the hall of fame stuff before covid did it yeah that's oh, the yeah. thing too we always ask yeah. our guests what was your reaction to the whole covid thing were you uh a lot of people really actually oh, like being injured you know you I, thrilled in, in a way it doesn't <laughs> matter in my in my case because i had to go to the hospital a few times i have uh had cellulitis. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Oh, I have, yes, I have had foot, that. Foot problems with diabetes. I got yeah. diabetes number two. 
and uh, oh, it's well, just been what, killing me. What happened with the neuropathy thing? Are you still still got it? That? Still that? Yeah, I'm still suffering. Yeah, I've been saying this like, about guests. I've been saying this about guests before we go, dude. What'd you do last night? Oh, I got hammered. We were out till four. Now it's like, <laughs> dude, what meds are you on? Yeah, right. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's the prescription medications are worse than freaking like taking marijuana or something. It's, it's yeah. oh, I'm on two. I, my doctor wanted me to put me on Prozac. Because wow. I kept picking on my toes or something. My, my <laughs> vet wanted to put my dog on Prozac one time. But I know, like, it's the ones I'm on, I get, like, the lightheadedness from these sometimes. Like, it yeah. just goes all... It spaces you out. That's uh, all it does. And then then you become impotent, which makes it even worse. And it just ugh, fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, Rob, is, Rob was... I have a friend about- that, that was taking um, gabapentin for... For pain or something and made him yeah. impotent he threw the bottle of pills at the nurse because he was so pissed off over it. i don't i wouldn't think he wouldn't be pissed off if he was impotent <laughs> yeah. yeah i had a zoloft incident with that oh zoloft yeah that's another one yeah. i had one i, I took, won't um, go on the, the, the weirdest one that i've took um for you know when they're doing drug trials i need to take different drugs something called baclofen I, the night after I took baclofen, I was seeing rats coming out of my ceiling. Yikes. <laughs> that was weird. I got stuck last night after taking my meds. I thought I had a dream I was in a taxi cab that kept getting bigger by the mall and I couldn't get out. And I stood up on my bed wow. and I was under a cover. <laughs> yeah, Rob was, Rob was grousing about the, the two pills he has to take. Oh, there's going to be two. more. But I won't mention his name. We I, we all know him. You sort of know him. But one person I know went on these one pills. He would randomly shit himself. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess is, I guess he had a run. He was in Home Depot and he just said to really run to the bath. I haven't got to that point really, yet. Really got away the protein. I was in the hospital. That happened to me. They one of my friends. He was on diabetes. He was on diabetes and high blood pressure. And they said one caused constipation, another one caused diarrhea. So he was in perfect sync. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mix them together. Yeah. It helps. I, 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 I can't. I, I just turned. I just turned sixty recently. You know, I and I, I thought turning fifty was bad. Sixty was like, man, it's killing me. Yeah, my. You know, I still want to do band stuff though. Well, you see, that's wanna... the thing, Greg. How does it feel like being a little older doing it compared to the young kids? You still swing and everything, right? Well, yeah, it's just you know, you you find yourself. Oh, I don't have to bring a PA. Great. <laughs> yeah, they got That's drums. Great. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there, there you go. Well, There's... did you ever, did you ever I mean... think? Yeah, go on, Joe. No, no, but just, when I know... used to play with uh, Mike Murray's bands, the Quiet Lose and the Fertility Right Brothers, I did like percussion and backup vocals. I, <laughs> Mike Murray, does not like to lift equipment. He kind of like, right. <laughs> do it. And he was only like in his thirties. So well, that's what you matter. do. It's like, do you ever think of like Greg, like doing an instrument and going, well, based on what you can carry, like, why don't you wear like a trombonist instead yeah, or something? Oh, uh, yeah. We always yeah, joke, like, we always, uh, we always joke about it. I should have played flute, you know, or ukulele or something. Well, we got yeah. the one I'll, I'll give you because I love her. I got to mention her. Adriana has the gig last week, right? Yeah. So she's got it right being the lead singer. She comes in late. So the band is to haul her keyboards and guitar in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> then she shows up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what though? I, I still like to get there early and and 
all that because I figure, okay, once the drums are set up, that's the focal point and the center, and then everybody else comes in and then they, it's not like, well, where do you want to go? Where you kind of, it's kind of mapped out for you and, and it's yeah. visually. And then plus, you know, it's like, you're not all trying to do it at once with cables and stepping on each other. And that's it's true. Just, it's just yeah. easier, you know? I mean, you guys were a joy to work with when I worked with you and, and um, the T dreamer guys. Yeah, just, it was fun, you know, I just wish at that point I had to go to the hospital. It threw me off and COVID happened. Right. You know, I wanted to get together to do a few live gigs, not just one, but, you know, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. I mean, right, right now I'm seeing we're getting a glut. I mean, I'm just. Oh, for sure. You know, I love all my friends, but I've got to pick and choose. I'm too old. I yeah, can't be doing. Up for lost time now. You know, I can't be doing yeah. it like all, you know, I'll come out when I can. I think I'm not going to do like, I am. I'm not doing year, like three nights in a row either. Next spring, I think next spring things will settle down. Yeah, next spring we'll have variant number seven. Rob, how's your brother in, in uh, is he still playing with uh, new math? No, or he's like sort of sort of quiet and everything. I think he's played, I mean, he's played with a lot of bands. And I think it's got to the point, they did a last new math song a couple of years ago. They did a remake of Love Under Will. And I know Roy wow. Roy is very active. He just came a new yeah. band with Kim Dreheim. You know about that, Greg. Yeah. And yeah. it's wow. called Jukebox. I guess I guess uh Dreheim wanted to call it the Orchids, because I guess that was some band's name in the sixties early on or some other stuff. And they're playing yeah. old psychedelic. They're doing like cover well, versions of stuff. I think he's playing with somebody else too. I just saw Don Mancuso. He's playing with you're talking about Roy wow. Stein, right? Yeah. That's a good yeah. good lineup. Roy's gonna no, be like on Don. here he's sometime. Good. Yeah, but Kim said he does like his one like Heidi, our friend. She's in infrared, but she's in Florida, so she only comes up here every uh, few months. So now he's playing in two bands. Nice. But those yeah. are the days of hanging out and seeing all these clubs. I was just talking to a friend about the Casablanca. Oh yeah, the oh yeah. Because yep. the King, I, I remember the Joan Kings Jet there. The Joan Jet, Jay, Dave Edmonds play there. The Kings, I remember the most though. Yeah, all the ones from Canada, the Chesterfield Kings? or Chesterfield Kings. Yeah. The ones yeah, with the cigarettes. The Kings or Canadian group, too. <laughs> oh, that's a cool one. Remember that one? band? They did uh, Switching the Glide. No, I don't. When did you first get into this stuff, Dell? Like, when did you first get onto the underground scene with all of us? What uh, attracted you, you know, to it started big with, shows? with um, Mike Murray and, and Nick Elber from Whole Lot of Shaken. What they did is they got, you know, bands used to let them know when they're playing out or you'd interview them on the show. And then I would go on. I'd see like the Bowery Boys or the Prestones. Right. Um, you know, just the ones early on, the Antoinettes, you know, you know, those those girls. They lost the their heads. Steve Jordan today. <laughs> you know, they were great. The Antoinette. Antoinettes were my first girl group, you know, and then I got into like it's my part, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I mean, love girl groups. I love them all. Oh, they're really cool. I remember like a lot of the shows. I mean, I guess the Bug Jars reopening. I just remember seeing the Muffs there, the Charms. Yeah. You wow. know, show and Knife. The Muffs. I remember that. <laughs> I, remember actually... the, I remember the Charms. I went to go see John Mayall over at Milestones, and I ran over to see the Charms afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Well, I would never do <laughs> that now. It would be one and done. <laughs> yeah, the Charms were on Mike Murray's show before he moved to the other um, station. Yeah. I didn't get to meet them, unfortunately. No, I never met they him. They were good. Like, I wanted to bring him a box of that cereal with the leprechaun. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I the think they broke up, but they might be the one girl that was the lead girl in that group is still performing, but they're in a different Massachusetts. Now, Massachusetts, are they from? Not I, sure. I think it's Massachusetts. yeah, maybe they're from like Boston or something. I don't know. 
You know, and that was. Are like, you talking about Boston? Remember Judd Williams? Yeah, he used to play with Swing Set. Yep. And um, bands in Rochester. He's still in Boston. You know, the worst part is I'm making a list of people to get on the show every time we mention somebody. <laughs> Trying to you, get Judd Williams. He, he'll definitely. It do seems you musicians that like we put little no. cookie crumbs out. You come up to the studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you ever can get down to the studio, I think you'd really. I'm like eating it. those cookie crumbs, man. <laughs> every guest I like gets, those cookies every guest will send you a coupon in the mail or something yeah. you know don't just remember not to give us your address you know but right. one thing I've been exactly. dying to talk about because I really interested in this stuff and we basically don't have many people to talk about UFOs now how did you get into it and that's where I got my box on? here this is I'll, I'll show you where it started me Greg are you a UFO guy not you're a really. drummer hell yeah I mean I, I I mean I I'm pretty sure there's stuff going on I, I, that nobody's talking about. But they um, had a a MUFON uh, proceeding in Rochester in 2002. What does it stand for again? Is it Mutual UFO Network? What's yeah, MUFON? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they got somebody else running it today. It's supposed to be pretty good. Good, I guess. They were went through kind of a phase where they, you know people were thinking they were like you know screwing around, but they're they're doing pretty good now. Um, when I went to the mutual UFO um, convention or, or um, the meetings, that's where I met Rich Dolan from Rochester. He's got like well five books that are must have. I've heard I've heard the name. UFOs. Um, let's see. This is one they came out with uh, let's see, the day after Corso, the guy that was involved with the um, Roswell. Um, they took apart the. The Roswell craft and uh, made a lot of inventions from Roswell through Bell Laboratories. True story, really happened. And uh, who it's always been a thought say, that they use these parts to so, do different, uh, like, well, Greg, if you ever got abducted, oh, hopefully you oh, get a good plant to play on. <laughs> well, yeah. you got to remember, you know, um, um, what's her name? Helen Wheels. Oh, yeah. Musician. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her yeah. brother, Peter. Peter Robbins, he's this guy right here. Oh, wow. He's a major UFO guy in New York City, I guess. But he comes to Rochester every so often. And uh, we had like a little meetup group with him. And I, we talked to him a lot. He's great. You think? Like, Wheel's brother. Here's an interesting question I have for you. It popped in my head. Like, take a show like The X-Files. Do you think this helps like the UFO idea or makes it look like it's fake? <laughs> Because it's entertaining, you know is what I mean. Alien cat. <laughs> yeah, that was my cat. My cat wanted to get in on. In, in, in on. We've got Actually, cats. We've got UFOs. What else do we have on this show? Yeah. But like the X Files, it's kind of a neutral thing, you know. To answer you, it's kind of a neutral thing because um, Fox Mulder, or you know, the guy that plays it, or what's the name? David you know? Duchovny. David Duchovny, yeah. right? He's very like not anti-UFO, but he's very passive about it. It's like, eh, big deal. Like, he doesn't care that much about it. But, you know, other people, you know, it's like they're like, like a main part of the conversations of UFOs and stuff. Well, I know. Like, they base a lot of that stuff from real real happenings. Yeah. 
stuff that really happened. Well, I know, like, Chris Carter addressed Psycop, and he was saying, you know, and Philip Class and all of them are very skeptical, and he was saying, look, this is like it's entertainment as well, and I think yeah, some people, right. what scares me about TV and all this stuff sometimes is, like, for example, you would hear after Forrest Gump, people would be calling Alabama trying to buy the yearbooks for the years he went there, and they don't, they don't separate back from fiction. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. Oh, they mix it up, yeah. That's true. It takes all kinds. It's one thing that, you know, I know with children, they can't Which tell the difference between fantasy and reality. But with adults, they're supposed to know the difference. Right. This is a thing. I, I don't know enough about psychology to prove this. But there's a book I read one time where it said the Greeks actually saw the gods because one of the things they couldn't distinguish between dreams and reality. Yeah, right, right. Wow. I don't know if the brains progressed that much since then, or I can't tell. I'm not a... I'm not on Facebook, so I'm not an expert at the moment. Yeah, so, no, you're really yeah, not this, be, you're this really thing that, on Facebook to consider yourself an expert. Or did they did like maybe you wonder like they drank wine or like they you know they might have had some you know hallucinogens not even knowing it, it at the time. Well, yeah. yeah, there could be something to that that effect, but um, they pretty much think the gods were like early people that lived on Earth, you know, before. There's also a, a big thing with um, Graham Hancock. He's a big UFO writer or you know archaeologist writer. And uh, he says that there was a, 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 used to be the giants lived here on, on Earth. You know, that elongated skulls and they were was, giant. Was it the Nephilim? Was it those were angels, I think? Well, it was part of the ties together. They could be associated yeah. with that group, too. You know, some of the angels, they didn't, wear, they didn't have wings, but they had, you know, um, big skulls like um, King Tut. He has that big hat. You know, his right. skull is. Yeah, I watched Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him yeah, on Batman right, a lot of times. But the one thing oh, I love that. I, I love there's one meme I really like. I was talking about mushrooms where it says, Imagine like the first people who tried mushrooms. First person said, Wow, this tastes like beef. The other one saw pretty rainbow colors, the other one dropped dead. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Del. Uh there's there's lots of different there's lots of different like UFO uh uh camps. You know, or at least schools of thought and different belief, and they all don't—they aren't mutually exclusive of each other. But like uh, chariots of the gods, that's kind of like the ancient yeah. aliens thing. That that whole idea of—you uh, know—is that something that you are? Uh, that you are? Yeah, my dad took me to see that movie when I was like 13 years old. Yeah, he brought me to the theater to see that, and that's—you know—that was like really eye-opening. You know. You know, plus I read about a lot of this stuff. Like they have a a pole in India that's made of iron, doesn't have a spot of rust on it. You know, how do they manufacture that? You know, it's just baffling. How have you ever have you ever made. seen that Stonehenge type stuff in France, out in the middle of a field? Or no, I have. Yep, giant standing stones. Yep, and it, my, Jim Via takes a lot of pictures of those because hey, jim come on finally and tell us will yeah. you oh, yeah From but it's great you know it's like how did they get there number one who put them there how'd they get them there i mean these things aren't just like boulders they're, yeah, they're fucking heavy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, well, huge. yeah the parts of it are like how did you know like you know how, how did they how did they get them out of the ground and how did they move them and they can you know like there's been a lot of you know well one thing that i noticed too is like there. um the pyramids used to have a coating on it, like a white, um, yeah. I don't know, coating or something. Oh, yeah. And 
also inside the pyramid, there was, uh, they think there was metal, um, hanging metal uh, things or something like that. Because it was like a machine that created electricity. You know, it, it was instead of a nuclear power plant, it was like a, a pyramid power plant. And they have a bunch of these things on Mars, too. Well, the thing that gets me, too, is like, this is a cultural question. Is you look, okay, you say pyramids. You look at the phenomena around the world. We have them in South America. We have them in, obviously, Egypt. You have them all over the place. And it's amazing. It's like that sort of, like, united consciousness. You're going back into, like, ancient. Yeah, they're all. Like the ziggurats and, you know, and stuff like that. You know, these right, ziggurats. Yeah. They were, um, a lot of them are in the ley lines of natural um, forces that are around the earth. That's why they build them there. You know, they're all equal to each other for some, you know, reason for having electricity. Wow. You know, yeah. that's, that's, okay. I've always said I, this too, like these days we're doing like 50 different things. Back in like Archimedes day, what did he do for 30 years? He stared at the sky. Right. You know, he had a more focused mind because we're all, oh, look, there's a kitty. Yeah. There's a they kitty. Multitasking. <laughs> well, there was a lot of wonderment, I think. And some people just wanted answers. And I yeah. think they just, somebody Plus, gets the thing, well, why does this happen? And why do these, you know. That's human nature. Right? There haven't been you dragons in thousands sky, of years. It's like there's so much to look at, even with bare, you know, your bare vision. There's so much to look at. I can see how. That was one of my best things I used to do is I would take walks at night in the summer and stargaze. And I know a little bit of astronomy. I would pick out and it's just seeing the wonders of it. It's really great. Yeah. But for you. It's interesting to see a star like pop out or something. Well, when I was a kid, I was hoping for a UFO to land in the backyard and take me away. Right. (laughs) You know. They come I down here. Wish every day. You know what I always say? That whole thing. <laughs> UFO lands. What's the first thing you see? Uh, I pick a different planet. Go away. <laughs> you know. But for I, you, I, like, I, yeah. I'd like to give them some gifts. That's what I, I'd be like a gift giver. You know, it's like if somebody landed and said, you know, if they could speak English, you know, say, hey, what do you want? You want translator? You don't have on your planet. Yeah. What you if know? you give them like like fudge brownies and they drop dead because they're allergic to them? Yeah, oh, like a dog, be allergic to the chocolate. Want, yeah, like Greg, what would you give an alien if they popped down and said, "Hey, you're a drummer. Uh, give us something." Would you be like the little drummer boy, and I cannot play for you? Well, the other thing is, when you, when you I would probably everybody. give him one of my cats. No, oh, you're gonna start intergalactic no, war, huh? You're gonna start intergalactic <laughs> war. No, I'd give them. The, the cats are the ones that are running everything along with the right. dogs. Yeah, no, no, they're. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably give them a TV, a bunch of TV shows, and say, "Learn the language from this," because all those old movies that, oh, we learned your language from radio and TV. But, <laughs> so give them like a would... six pack of like Jolt Cola or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jolt Cola, that'd be funny. We we always. Um, one sure. thing. I've one thing I know is, <laughs> isn't it amazing how how many people have dogs and cats? You know, is it something that's a human thing or what? You know, everybody. Well, they're lucky because they, I always figure back way, way, way in the Stone Age, they managed to like sort of hook up with humans so they weren't used as food because they became companions and everything. Yeah. So they have use. That's why we don't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know the Chinese still eat white dogs. That's what I heard. No, so See, it's a cultural delicacy. thing, though. That's there, there, how you came. That is, yeah, and that's that's something that has been um, uh, very much. There, there been there are very much a lot of movement uh, to to get to to stop that from being a thing. Um, you know, because it's not you know it's not acceptable in other parts of the world, and it's just. But at the same time, when you you know when you really really think about it, 
why, why you know why you can eat whatever you want. It's sustenance. Really. It's sustenance. You know, it's just like when people, yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, they had horse meat, and I'm like, yeah, but it's still meat. And then you have that, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not throwing out one way or another. One thing, one thing that I can't figure out is how do they, how do they discover roots like potatoes? You know, that they're edible. You know, well, I think like, they thought. I think Booker T. Washington. I could be wrong. George Washington Carver. I guess they thought tomatoes were poison till like some century. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, and, and all, you also consider like, like the vegetables, fruits and vegetables. We we most of us eat today are nothing like the fruits and right. vegetables were. You know, before. Yeah, they were a lot all, older because they came around know. BC. Well, you know what I heard is like the tomatoes are actually are poisonous. They're not good for your intestinal tract. Because they, they give you like a leaky gut syndrome. There's there the incredible. Um, it happens with tomatoes and peanuts. Yeah. You gave up eating peanuts. peanuts too many tomatoes. I saw the damn you. things that have so much calories and everything. I just gave them up. Yeah. I gave them up. But I think yeah. it's a, I think yeah. we one of the, I think that's the thing about understanding, especially these days when we're all in our little groups, we never branch out. And I think like for example, one of my friends' girlfriends, she grew up on a farm, so she would say like. You know, you take snap chickens necks, do all that kind of stuff. Where I'm like, Mr. Yeah. I hate even to kill a fly these days. I'm like, Mr. Animal right. Rights. I yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't judge anybody for, you know, just like. I, if they I, torqued I, wildlife, I, I yes, that would I would. I'm not going to be a hypocrite, you know. But at the same time, I I I know I couldn't do that. Because yeah. I, it's I, That's I, how I feel. I got friends that, that shoot deer, but they eat it. Yeah, see, my they, thing know, is, I could, I could never do it, but, like, friends who do it, do the venison, okay, they're eating it. They're not, like, idiots going out there, oh, let's just shoot it, be sickos. Yeah, and I would, right. I would crawl over yeah. the cooking class to get, like, a whole thing of venison jerky, because it is so good. It is, and I admit, yeah, my friends did venison meatball and jerky, and it was so good. Well, also, I had, there's uh... a... There was I a had caribou of... once. It was really, really oh, good. Yeah. Somebody caribou, made like these wow. caribou. Oh, that Elton John like, album or the it meat? Was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it tasted, tasted like plastic. No, it was like these caribou. <laughs> caribou my dad like, ate an album once. Pepperoni type things. And it was, you know, really yeah. cured right. But it was really, really wow. tasty. Yeah. Yeah, I don't judge. I mean, I don't. I do what you do. What you do, you do what you do. And your hunting also serves a purpose. The thing they should them like they do cattle. I mean, it'd be interesting yeah. to have like all like you know, caribou instead of uh, all cows. You know, probably better for you. Like you're out in the wild. Well, yeah. This this particular person was in Alaska in the Air Force or something, yeah. so that's how he got away. Oh yeah. Oh cool. But Dell, in terms of UFOs, what would you say? And I never ask what's your all time. I hate that question. What's like one of the big sightings, incidents you really would say? Okay, if somebody doesn't believe, take you know, clear your mind and think about then research this one. I got the the answer for you. If you want to hold on a second. Sure. <laughs> Okay, then I'm going to tell you. I'm going to ask that. Yeah. I, I mentioned uh, Richard this. Dolan, who's a Rochester resident. He's a, a I printer. know his name. I've heard it a lot. Yeah, I'm a coach. He wrote this book. He's got a lot of videos, too. Uh, Richard Dolan's uh, UFOs for the 21st Century. It has everything oh, wow. listed that has, you know, physical attachments to UFOs and stuff like that. I don't. I can't pick out one. You know, That's I why I hate that question. Out. That's it's kind of cliche. I mean, there's like there's like thousands of, of sightings. There's the military covered up a lot of stuff, but it's some slowly coming out through uh, Freedom of Information Act. And well, that, yeah, I was going to ask right. you about. But if you get a chance, buy this book: UFOs for the 21st Century Mind. 
We receive no residuals for yeah, it. Right. That's right. that's Sorry about that. Before. It's all right. No, we don't mind as long as it didn't sue us. The stuff that's been released, like, no. you know, it was coming out in the media lately. Uh, that you know, I actually helped help Rich out by the way. I, I gave him some. I used to have paper uh, newspaper clippings from the Democrat and Chronicle and Times Union from Rochester. They print UFO items back in the seventies and sixties. They don't do it today. Well, Jimmy Carter saw one. Yep. Yeah, Jimmy Carter. Oh, this this is a story that Rich Dolan told me personally. Jimmy Carter wanted to know more about UFOs after he. Spotted had some UFOs that you know he wanted to find out about, and uh, his his military or whoever his advisors were told him some information. And uh, there was an eyewitness that after he was given the information, he was sitting there crying his eyes out like in wow. his hands. So there must be something really heavy involved with that secrecy. Oh, hey the guys, pressure of dealing with this stuff too. I gotta jump off, so I have to get going. But all right. There we Take go. There, Greg. Yeah. It's nice seeing you. Well, again. Only because I have to go set up. I have a gig at Abilene today. It's yeah, and because by, he's by got the heavy equipment. That's yeah. right. That nobody wants to carry but me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now here, here's a good example. Like you were asking me that question earlier, but like today, I got a call from Danny. Danny said he had a, his sound guy had an issue, and I'm like, okay, so do I bring the PA, or we're just gonna work with what he's got, and then you know the guy's gonna be there later, but we're gonna just have to set it up and figure it out and. That'll be that. But that's just one of those. So I got. I wanted to get there. It's a good thing early. you got a backup PA. You know, if you didn't have a backup, you'd be stuck without it. You yeah. Know? But it's good to see you, man. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same here. You know, like I said, well. I wanted to do more, but just circumstance threw me off, you know. Oh, I'm still uh, here. And I'm going to put together uh, my old group called the Idol Worshippers. We did one, one or two cassettes. And um, yeah. I'm going to put them back together and hopefully, you know, I could use your services if we do play live or something. Sure, so. man. Yeah, I'd love I'll to. I'll let you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, no we're just doing studio stuff right now with uh, Dave Anderson at Saxon Recording. Oh, good. You're still doing stuff. That's good. Yeah. It's slowly. Cool. Right. Real slow. Oh, cool. <laughs> we'll see you on uh, Sunday. Ringo Starr. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. Do some love. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I love Ringo when he did the thing about not signing autographs anymore. It was almost like, peace, love, fuck off. But I, you know, I get that. I remember that when he said that. You know, McCartney said, he said, you know, Ringo was one of these guys where he would, like, he had that place, but then, like, he didn't want to be bothered. And you got to understand how the popularity of these guys gets everywhere you go. Yeah, it's, people can't, can't fathom that like imagine walking anytime you go outside in public every single person knows who you are and doing this show it's happening yes yes more of their recognizing <laughs> just our faces from our voices which is weird but i had the one no the one that got me we did we have a series of dungeon and dragons episode and we've done two wow. third one's on hiatus because of all the shit that happened right yeah, so we're, i'm we're, at i'm I got, at, I got stuff to talk to you about that so. i'm at the little Right, I'm at the little theater and somebody's looking at me and I'm like, oh no, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm gonna get slapped for something. And he goes, He's like, You're the guy who did the D and D podcast. And he didn't pour a drink on me or anything, which is wow. cool. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I hate that. See, I don't even like one time I was doing three fifth the thirty five hundred the film festival, this woman asked us for our autographs and I felt weird. I was gonna sign to Tony Stark. 
But yeah. can you imagine <laughs> multiply that by anywhere you go? Anywhere you go, you're getting swamped. I understand. Oh yeah. You know, the but there there was a time in the seventies, the seventies, early eighties, or something that Ringo Starr couldn't sell a record for for nothing. Yeah, you know, he had a hard time. Um, in fact, the one of his albums came from Canada that I bought, you know, from Ringo because he couldn't sell it in the United States. Well, that was the Beatles reunion we don't talk about. I think oh, on yeah. his first album, they they wanted to help him. So every Beatle plays on his first album, not together, obviously. Oh, yeah. You know? And yep. stuff like, this thing. Yeah. It's you know, an but, amazing record. It's really oh, good. Also had, like, he's also had a really, really, you know, uh, kind of famous, uh, like, alcohol problem. Yeah. He was like, he, he couldn't remember a lot of that time. So I think it, it probably right in the, in the work and his attitude. And, yeah. You know, it just that really... It consumes your life, that kind of thing, you know. But I always, I tell yeah, this story. Yeah, got out of it, you know. Yeah, everybody, like, I think around the time after Kay, when he married Barbara Bach, they both had problems. They got out of it. Yeah, I mean. The, the, the whole thing with, um, I know you talk a lot about alcohol and music and stuff like that. One well, thing they that go together, like, you know. Yeah. Huh? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. It's like a lot of this like the new country music stuff, they purposely put alcohol subliminal or talk about alcohol in the songs. Maybe because it's country. You know, sometimes you know, it's done jestly. You know, yeah. country's like, you know, my liver rotted, my dog died, my pickup trunk went out and she left me. Yeah, it's... Right. It's, that, it's yeah, all about it's that, that heartbreak. Uh, mixed with drinking, you know, which is good or bad, depending on how you look at it. It's a little Americana nonsense kind of that they that they put out that are like, oh, if you're a real American, you drink beer and watch football and all this. It's just like it's not exactly. You know, it's just like it's it's. Yeah, like, they try uh, to sell that, you know, try to make you part of that club, you know. Stereotypical. I felt that way about yeah. smokers too. Like I would go to a lot of places and I didn't smoke, and then I just feel like I was left out because I didn't smoke cigarettes, you know. Oh, the I can tell you from working at bars, it would stick to my clothes. Uh, Sometimes it was like sticking to my clothes. Do you remember that? It's a wonder we didn't all get cancer, man. You stick to our clothes, your your skin. You have to take a shower when you get home. It's just nasty. I used to hang out at Vertex, and I had like I had like a cloth winter coat or whatever. I I wouldn't wear it. I would leave it in the car because I'm like I won't get the smell out of it for a week. I'll just yeah, soak it up like a sponge. Yeah, and it is, and it, yeah, I, I, it's something I've, I never could abide, you know, just. And I was an allergy person that always bothered me, and it just, yeah. it stunk. Like, at least, like, when I worked at a restaurant, you would come home, your dog would love you because you smelled like food. You come home from the bar working, you smell like an ashtray. Yeah, and yeah. You, yeah, and once, yep. it's once nasty. It, it's, it's... I used to have to dump my grandfather's ashtrays when he had his, had his old house. Yeah. And soda. So I used to go over there with my parents and dump off these ashtrays, help them out. And it's like, oh, all right, I'm out. I'll dump the ashtrays out. <laughs> uh, but I have to tell that story I've told many times. My brother knew somebody. He met John Lennon. This he met John Lennon. He had him sign one of his albums. He didn't look at it. He oh. looked at it when he got home. He signed it, Paul McCartney. That's awesome. <laughs> and he said John was really John Lennon's handwriting, you know, he, wrote he signed it. it. He signed it. So, you know, could you imagine yeah, trying to get that certified? Cool. It's like, hey, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's it's yeah. kind of cool thing to have, you know, having having John put Paul's writing. In yeah. I I never saw it. I just heard the story, and I wonder, like, if you know, if he if he he probably signed it in his writing. 
You know, I don't think a few cases where he's done where he's done that pissed off a couple fans. But it sounded overall like Harrison was the nicest. There's a story I like from one book where it said there was this young lady on break from college and she was hitchhiking going across England and she was waiting for a bus outside this like these hedges. This weird guy comes out of the bush and he's like talking to her saying, when's your uh, bus going to come? It's like, well, a couple hours. I missed the other one. He had her in for tea and stuff. It was Harrison. That was his estate. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. And he sounds like overall, I've ended up over the years, and I noticed a lot of the younger people I know, are, their favorites are Harrison now, and I've really grown to like him. He was like sort of a renaissance man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the traveling Wilburys really gave him a second life. Yep. You know, yeah. That and uh, the solo album that he released. Oh, yeah. Cloud Nine. Yeah, Cloud yeah. Nine. That was, I, I had that album. I, I, I remember really, really liking that album back when it was out. Um, of course, he had that song that, the earworm. The, they kind of song overkilled those uh, three uh, words. Yeah. <laughs> the Rudy yeah. Clark song, they kind of overkilled that one, but it's yeah. all right. You know, but how, imagine him in the power, though. Life of Brian was made because George oh, yeah. Redsky wanted to see it. Imagine if you did that. Well, I read this. I want to make it. Make the movie. I'll give you the money. Yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. He was involved with all the Monty Python stuff. You know, yeah, he, to he some degree. Finance. I didn't know he was involved with some stuff that he put out. You know, yeah, like he Yellow Beer, whatever. My, uh, he helped finance Holy Grail. He was really tight with Eric Idle. Um, they were super close. They were yep, musicians. the Ruddles. The Ruddles. Part of the Ruddles. The Ruddles too. Is, is, a, is a funny, funny movie. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy. But, uh, it's a cult classic, definitely. It is. It is. I was privileged, actually. Did you ever meet Neil Innes when he came to town? I just missed him. I could, oh. I was going to see him. I couldn't he see was. Him. He signed my Holy Grail copy. I think he was having problems with Eric Idle, though, because I was talking about spam a lot, and he sort of changed the subject. And I love doing that uh. with people you meet when you do that. You bring up just the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah, you're like, oh, I just... Yeah, it's a sore spot, and they get all upset over it. You yeah, know, they won't did, show it, but they... You could yeah, tell, yeah. though, he sort of, like, he said he had nothing to do with it, and... You know, Eric's doing his own thing, and he was really nice. I had him sign a Bonzo Doodah Dog CD and the Grail. Do you have anything by um, the group called Grimm's, I think they were called? It was like uh, Paul McCartney's brother and one of the guys from Python or something. I don't know. I have the Firemen. I don't have that, though. It's like early, probably from the 70s. It was uh, Grimm's. Oh, that's a a cool one. uh, You know, like a couple, you know... um, not Mighty Python. Well, probably, you know, like Neil Innes and uh, Mike uh, Mike McGear, uh, Paul McCartney's brother with a different name. Oh, this guy. I think Paul McCartney's real name, too, is James Paul McCartney, I'm pretty sure. Pretty yeah, sure. that's why he named his son. Yeah. son's name James McCartney. You know, he, he came to Rochester and didn't even sell out the, the, the show. Wow. James McCartney. Oh. He was at the Love and cop i think it was i don't oh now that you mention it i remember it yeah i remember them announcing it i've seen some good yeah, stuff there. it wasn't advertised very heavily but i guess it didn't yeah. sell a lot it was just kind of an average crowd that went there yeah sometimes it's weird like that like how that goes you know yeah. you know like i saw ricky ramon there and it wasn't that everybody went there loved it but it wasn't a big crowd yeah yeah, they think, oh, it's not the full Ramones, you know, I'm not going to see it. But, you know, they're probably like the best ones to see. Oh, he was. I, I actually was knew a guy good. named, um, I got knew a guy named Julio Ramon, who was not on, maybe like on one song on one of their records. And he did like live stuff with them. 
but he's not credited anywhere. You know, I saw him do like Ramones and stuff like that um, out in Ohio where he lives. Um, but I couldn't find anything else about him. He's like the Spanish Ramon, Julio Ramon. Yeah. Now, who are, I mean, and it doesn't mean you don't like the other ones. Who is your 60s band? Is it the Kinks or is it the Beatles? I like the Kinks a lot. I love the Kinks. That's of late. I, I just, you know, I adore them so much. They're so, they're just great. And they're like a band that never put out that many good bad songs. You know, like I said, all their songs are pretty good. You know, oh, no I think clunkers. to me with Ray, he even even good. soap opera, like their worst album, soap opera, has I have some good songs on it. Isn't that I, great? It's got like "Ducks on the Wall." It's a song that Mike Murray's band used to do. And the other, um, the other thing other too songs, about that, like to I think Ray really tells good. stories. Every song is like a story, and he they're quintessentially an English band too. Oh yeah, yeah. They talk a lot about England's um, stuff. It's based on a lot of the English you know, laws and things like that. Yeah, and I just think they were probably a little too out there, and they didn't really care about being commercial enough to... And they got banned here for whatever yeah. years, too. It was back in the day, like, now you wait for six years to get maybe one album. Now it's like, you know, two yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I like what's an album Dave Davies. He put on a good live album. He got the one from Record Store Day. He had, like, a double live um Stuff he did like his own solo material as well as some like kink stuff. It sounds great. One of his, I, one I, of my, I was one of my best shows of this century was Ray Davies at the Trell. He even belched the Guinness wow. on his head. It was one of the, I would say it's in my top five for shows during the 21st century. You know, when he balanced, he balanced the Guinness on the top of his head. He only, <laughs> you know, when he played a lot of old stuff too, he started with Victoria and he was all over. Wow. It, was, it was just it's great. Cool. You know, I heard it one time they they could drink everybody under the table though. They'll, they'll go out to a restaurant after the down. performance and and like you know, Greg Prevost can tell you from Chris Prevost told me. Now what I heard, I went with Dave Acosta. We saw them play at U of R. It was UK Jive. I heard that Ray wasn't any fun at the time because he was on the wagon, but their bass player at the time, they were they had coolers of Coronas on stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's just their, for their, uh, you know, to keep them cooled off. It's nothing yeah, well, it was it. hot. Ray complained that night. He said, I love being there, but that was hot. That was actually a monumental night for me music-wise because that was when Jazzberries had his first show on East, and I went to go see The Essentials. That's when right. I met Greg. Yep. That was the same night. We went over after uh, the Kinks and went to see them, and I guess I actually met a couple of years ago, Michaela, Katie Preston, all of them. They did a thing for their music school at the Bop Shop. The owner of Jazzberries came in. And she class she clarified the story for me. It was the first show they had on East Avenue. Wow, that's pretty cool. Do you know if the Ferris came before the the? I mean, is that the first band with Greg Townsend, or was it I thought after? It was Essential you know, Salamanders? I'd have to ask him. I think the Ferrets were kind of like you know at the same. Because that's time when I met like, them. There was a, that was I think it was spring nineteen ninety. I met them. I was yeah, I was at the show too. I saw the Ferrets. So that was who played with them, the Ferrets. That's Probably. Always, but that's been a miss. I played with both bands. Because I thought the Skeletons played that, that show, but actually, like, Mark Bradley told me, it's like he doesn't remember and I don't remember. It's like I thought it was the Skeletons who were, like, the... the. They played one of the shows. I remember yeah. the Skeletons. There was this, they were also known as the Morels yep. and some other name. They had, like, three different names. I love Shaking Basically the same guys. Was, yep. 
Yeah, Todd uh, Bradley. Actually, Todd Bradley actually did some other guy or her kind of guy at Dinosaur like a while back. He's like, Rob, you know dumb chicken pole, right? Yep. I'm like, yeah, I know him. <laughs> That's why we're all like this Todd, little... Bra- Todd Bradley's got like a ba- uh, Bossa Nova van. Bossa Nova van. It's great. Wow, I love got them into that. Just, I uh, think he just liked just Bossa kinda... Nova music and he decided we didn't have any around here. Yeah, that's bad, true. It's not a bad attack to take, you know? Something nobody else Something can, you know. Yeah. You know, like, the, the average that. reaction people have who go is we go down, then we go, the first time you see him, it's like, what the heck is he doing? Then after you get into it, you go, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what you pick up on, you know? That's how I, actually, I got into, like, um, a little bit of jazz stuff from watching NRBQ. They were beginning to, like, Thelonious Monk. Yeah. And I've listened to some felonious month and I'm just blown away. Some of this stuff is really That's amazing. what I think happens to us. I always call it like gateway drugs in a good way. Like you get oh, Nick yeah. Lowe's album. It takes you because it's yeah. poppy enough, but it's alternative enough. Then it was always friends. You go, hey, man, you know, I still do it these days, even with everything out there. Hey, what are you listening to? Hey, check this out. And you go to something else. And as long as you're yeah. open-minded and realize, like, remember in high school, a lot of times they had, like, you had to be a metalhead. You had to, like, goth. You had to, like, this. Oh, and yeah. And you it was could the, be, like, you would be in huge trouble if, like, people and the could, people. could you imagine, yeah. like, oh, like, Metallica fan trying to go up to you go, oh, wow, I love that new jazz album. If he was found out, he would be ostracized, <laughs> you know. I still say. Oh, I know. You wouldn't fit in that, that group, I guess. Every serious metalhead I was friends with back in the day, and I've said this before, was really into They Might Be Giants. I don't know where the was into what? was. They Might Be Giants. Oh, and They Might Be reason, Giants, they yeah. Were always, they were always also into They Might Be Giants. And I was just like, I don't know if there it's... was a crossover or it just happened to be the people I knew. Yeah, I mean, how did they pick up on that? It's like like Who if knows? they like the B-52s or well, something. Well, a lot of metalheads like Neil Diamond, I found out for some reason. That was yeah. just my experience. I don't know why. Huh. That's I don't know. Well, just like people that I have a closet, um, you know, they like those the carpenters. Like anytime they hear their carpenters, they just, you know, love it, but they don't tell anyone. It's kind of like a secret thing. Like if you like Gene Pitney or something like that. I know I used to get mocked out for liking Gene Pitney. That's the nice thing about the, what they say. The nice thing about getting old is that you don't care. Have, you don't have to give a shit about what you like. You know, exactly. I go back and like. It took me a long time to realize that. That's uh, that's why I. What? I, uh, oh, they used to call me name like in high school. I had that alternative case in a Catholic suburban school. Where it was all Journey, you know, Foreigner, yeah. Oh Yo, yep. you know, and it's like all these bands. They just did. You were should have yeah. left out, which whoopty freaking do. But I got yeah. out at one time because you know you want to be like, oh, I don't like school, school all this. One of my friends, yeah. uh, her his mother, who's a teacher, she would catch me at the library and she tell her son, he'd say, oh, I saw you, my mom saw you, you had like a big stack of books you were taking out. I'm like, no, I'm dumb, <laughs> no, I'm dumb, no. I'm dumb. <laughs> they, weren't my, they weren't my books. I was picking them up for somebody else. I was holding them yeah. to somebody else's books. <laughs> I mean, it's a sad statement. It's a sad statement. On level, I had to level it up. And I always thought, okay, you can hate school. Like as a nonconformist, I didn't like a lot of it. I didn't really like a lot of things. But you can like learning and education, though, not to be a dummy. You know? I, yeah, I mean, you can be that smart without going to school in an academic sense. It's like there's a big divide between the academic people and the people that are 
truly intelligent. Oh, I found that out in college, believe me. Yeah, you can shove a lot of information in your brain for the short term and not learn a friggin' thing. You know, that's how... Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of times the education goes with the ego, like whatever makes them better than someone else. It's mistakenly taken for intelligence, which is not right. And I think there's different kinds of intelligence, too. We're more... intuitive or more like you know some people are like the old stereotype of the professor who could probably you know graph negative numbers but can't start his car (laughs) right uh, it's like common sense poor you know they have like that that is a thing they're common sense they like common sense the more in your head you are the less outside of everything else it's the difference between intelligence and wisdom you can bring everything back to Dungeons and Dragons if you really try. Intelligence, wisdom, yeah. charisma, critical dragons, yeah, and a hot thinking. queen. <laughs> it's one thing that people that are religious they lack a little bit of critical thinking. How do you they think? think okay, more than, it's like here's a sort of you know. deep question. I guess how would you put in religion with UFOs and stuff? Like suppose. The Martians, I'm just going to say Martians, I mean, you know, whatever. The whatever's from planet whatever in some other galaxy landed. What would they do to people who thought, okay, is there a God now? I thought we were the only people created by him. Would well, one thing that I always system? remember from, because I used to be brought up Catholic too myself, um, is the miracle of Fatima. When yeah. they had that big sighting in early 1900s, and they left gave, gave the Pope a message to reveal in so many years later um that was a ufo thing big time because um in fact the message that uh was supposed to be revealed like 10 years ago and never got revealed that was given to them i I was hoping it was like how many licks did it take to get to the tootsie roll center but one of the things i was thinking of you both have acted and in in a way i have always thought like i i've been banging my head against the wall i want to get some drag queens on here i knew every drag queen in my day now i don't know many but you find when they're not drag queens they are super shy and it's almost like a superhero thing where like you're mild-mannered and you could go out and do anything you want like in terms of acting in a way because i think we're all pretty if we don't know each other we're all pretty shy and i'm weird i don't know but doesn't it's like being somebody else and being able to do things you would never do in real life except i would never do the ned Beatty thing in deliverance ever yeah. My uh, uh, my brother uh, is into yeah. drag queens and stuff. He's you know I could maybe find out if he's got any people, anyone he knows. If you want to have them, I used to know show. so many of them. And I just never knew. I mean, they're all like, the, yeah, yeah. You remember they used to hang out at one of the bars. Yeah, um, you know I yeah. drank over martinis one night with uh, Kasha Davis. We talked about cats and dogs after the yeah. one play after Closer that one night. That was oh, that was a good. MJ was even going. She's like. Like, yeah. no, no, I can't. No, 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 not for a while. But how is it? That that thing that appeals to you to get into acting, though, is like, hey, I can actually, I can do to all these people, be creative. That's something that's, I would never do in real life. That's a big hook. That's definitely a big hook. I mean, it's not always like doing a character, but a lot of it is doing something that's your creation, you know? The same yeah. thing? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, one thing I was kind of blessed with is like having some sort of acting ability, which I've I'm still trying to make money doing somehow because uh, I can you and I, you. <laughs> I have kind of a rub I have kind of a rubbery face where I could change it to, into someone else just by 
making a Well, I appreciate you like support that. local because I remember one of our movies you came to when we were playing at the Eastman. Right. Get, yeah. yeah. Getting personal. You, you, it was so you're still making movies? No, this is my friend Beth work. Bailey. It got to the point where, you know, you're a musician, you get the equipment, you got stuff. Trying to raise money, going to the when you're not making any That's, money, and after a point, you feel yeah. really bad. I pr- you got to say shout out to Rochester. We support the arts. Absolutely, it's yeah, yeah it's, not it's as well as like not as well as like a small southern town. Yeah, but even if you do like a very basic thing, like <clears throat> I work with a guy named Rich Guy, who goes as Frank Stam. I shouldn't tell him that, but <laughs> his his name is Frank Stam. He's on a lot of videos that we did together. And um, we're able to do it for a real cut rate price. I mean, there's not, it's yeah. just real small type stuff, but sometimes it works better that way. You know, having yeah, like, we did, we my, used the last time we didn't do it, but then the next time we started going around, it just got to the point where it's like, couldn't yeah. do it, couldn't the, do the, it. The big, the big you got to have, for that you got to have like, yeah, big people backing you up, like producer. You, that's where it helps to live in California. It's like you get you get the something. telegram. By the way, the ant you never heard of left you twenty million bucks in an island. <laughs> there, are other, there are other places like you can. There's you got to look at at uh, all their other places where you can go. Like any big any bigger city. What about other countries? Even in other other countries, or it's well, yeah, know, like so. Canada. I mean, there's there's places. Not you right can go now to with Canada yeah, until for a little yeah. while. Yeah, you can't go to. Canada, you know, I mean, when it, when it opens up again, because there's a lot of movies that are made in Canada, just above. Oh, yeah, no, they have a, they have far. a, yeah, they, the Canadian National Film Board is a big thing. But do you have like any, like, again, a top 10, like, if you want to play a certain character, is there some you'd like to still play, or like you like with Shakespeare or something, some kind of a one you'd still oh, like to play? Geez. I know, I hate these. I, questions, I'd like to do to... a Western. I'd like yeah. to really do a, a Western as a serious character, like some sort yeah. of Western. Like something like an Unforgiven or something where it was like not all yeah. John Wayne and Save the Day and yeah. this yeah. sucks. Because all, all I've done is comedy. You know, everything's comedy based. I'd like to do one serious one, you know, just to, before I kick the bucket. It'd be nice to do a Western. He wore a blazing saddle. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah you can think of a song. <laughs> Rawhide. As far as stage <laughs> stuff goes, there's not like, I, I've really been... The more I'm getting into podcasting and, and this other kind of stuff, I, I, I really, that's kind of becoming more where I'm focused. Right How now. much do you, have you done mostly stand up or have you done mostly oh, no, I've never theater? Stand up. I've never you sat stand-up. down during your, I've seen you standing up every yes, show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one show I got to sit down for most of the time. It was great. Um, no, yeah, I do. I, uh, pretty much stage some, some films, some like student, you know, student films, nothing really. Uh, I, I, That's I, cool. I made a couple of, of, uh, short movies. Uh, that was, that was my big thing for a little while. So I was really into that, but it's like anything else. It just, you know, I, Comes I, life, life happens, life happens. I was, I, uh, I, yeah. I, life I, happens. I look back at the stuff now and mostly I just hate it because it's just that there was either stuff was either overwritten or underwritten. Um, and I wrote it. That's, well, I, that's how I felt about my comedy show that I did for Webster. You know, we did a, a show out in Webster Cable, and you know, I liked everybody I worked with. They're they're nice to work with, but only one or two of the people that I worked with took it seriously. The rest are kind of like eh, half into yeah, it. And I think not. once you get into, because like when we started doing this thing, 
ah, the first, I cringe at the first shows pretty much because <laughs> they kind of, they weren't exactly, they were, I mean, we, I did tried to get away from, I, I didn't want to do any of these shows where it's all about you. It's just all about the topic, letting people right. talk, having a good time. Yeah. But when you start off, I used to take these massive notes and then I couldn't even read them. Oh, yeah, no, you know, yeah. now I don't even take notes yeah. or whatever. It's like, who the hell was coming on today? <laughs> it's, it's better to do freeform. I just throw all everything yeah. away. I do free, you know, it works. That's works I, have some, I have some friends who are really shy about doing it. Now they're addicts. They want to do it all the time. Because you come yeah. on, it's like, we're having a conversation. We're having fun. Yeah, you just have to break this. Down. Yeah, you do it the first time. We try to should, avoid. Should, I mean, we don't we don't censor our guests. We try to avoid politics. Who wants to talk about that crap? Yeah. It, yeah. That's true. It, it doesn't. You don't want. You should get my uh, my friend uh, Mark Elliott from the show that I did last. He's he's kind of like a comedian too, but he's very smart. Very We're smart open, guy. especially because we have so many musicians to divide. You know, do a little diversity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's all. Yeah. Uh, You'll know when you're recognizing or seeing. See, I know we you know, know all the same people, so sometimes I get the name wrong. You know, but what right. you have now, you, you want to go. I know else. you want all the best, all the best with your health. We're all like in the same to one extent or the other. Yeah. But what do you want to be doing in the yeah. future in terms of the stuff, like for your creative side? And if you get abducted, um, you take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, a cookbook. I'll see, like, I'll see them get... take you away, though, and it's like, Rob, it's a cookbook. <laughs> it's a cookbook. <laughs> I'll be going, yeah, no, there, this is not healthy. I still love that scene. Yeah. I still love it. Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone might be, I'm never again, I don't do absolutes like that, but Twilight Zone's up there in the top. So I'm going to try oh, to yeah, get Ann Serling on here. I certainly yeah. know her to do Just, a thing about it. It's dad. one of those things where everything's perfect about it. The, the script, the black and white uh, film-like yeah, no, atmosphere, everything, yeah, everything was intros, and everything about it. And perfect. I think, too, they could sneak by the censors because it was a fantasy which dealt with like a lot of like racism, hatred. But right. they were yeah. doing it in this yep. way, like the monsters are doing on Maple Street. It wasn't really about, it was like, well, they could kill us because they just make us all hate each other. Never happened now. Yeah. Because <laughs> there was a little bit more ignorance towards UFOs that people didn't know, you know, that... A lot of them are government crafts and stuff like that. It's just, everything's different now. Oh, there's actually a funny novel. It's not insulting if you believe it called Little Green Men by Christopher Buckley. And what it is, is they were, the government's flying around UFOs to perpetuate it, to cover up for the stuff they found. It's a funny novel. It's really, it'd be a good movie. But what's coming up for you? I just lost you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. What's, uh, we're almost, we're winding it down, though. I'm missing, uh... But, uh, what's coming up for you, you think? You want to get back into stuff when this crap ends? It might end. Well, um, the two things that I'm trying to concentrate on, you know, getting past my illness with my feet and stuff was, like, a big thing that's holding me back a little bit. But, um, probably to do with a band thing that I'm working with, uh, Dave Anderson at, uh, Saxon Recording, Jargon Records. Uh, get that going. I actually have an unfinished project with Brett Loudon, who's um, doing stuff with um, Joe Meek material. You know, is he related to Lisa Loudon? Is he related to Lisa Loudon? I Loudon? don't think so. Okay, because Brett Loudon coming on and the his, show his soon. Brother, his brother played with the Insiders, or Inside Out, I guess. Yeah. Um, Steve Loudon. Just Steve Loudon. Lisa Loudon, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's, Steve she's coming on. His brother's to, uh, wife. She's coming on actually to play live on the show. So that's another she, one. She is great. 
Yep. My dad her, loved her. She the, played the, that the Unity. The ones that she created with Steve, the stuff that they wrote together. She gave me the album. Best stuff I ever I, bo- I botched really her great. name, Common Tucci Loden. I botched, I killed that name so bad. <laughs> I just killed yeah, that it's name. It's like an Italian name, you know. No, just, it's one of those we have, like, we're going to have Mona Sigatolis, and I'm going to go, hi, it's Mona from XXI. <laughs> or that's why you go, guest, introduce yourself. Yes. That's the fun of this, though. We don't care. We have, like, Greg's phone will go off during the show. <laughs> we're chasing cats around. You know, if yeah. we, we figure, Switching you know, it's not chairs. Like, Oh, you know, it's really off the I just, stuff. you know, I have a, a habit of, like, insulting people by accident. And I, in fact, <laughs> I remember I just did, did that with somebody. Oh, you want to hear one? I had a friend of mine in college, and she didn't mean it, but she would do this. And, like, one of my friends lost weight, and she saw her, so she goes, Wow, listen, if I ever let myself go as much as you, I can never lose it. (laughs) But you ever get that person who honestly doesn't mean to be mean? They just don't know what the hell they're talking about? They just, right, they just said it the wrong way, or just came out the wrong way. Yeah, I've done that several times you know, in my life, and I've gotten in trouble a lot. You know, these um, days, you know, like, and I, admit, the... like I, I don't ever want to be cruel to people, and I'm beyond being the dick I was when I was younger. And I don't, th- I think it's petty to be mean or talk down to people. But so, these days, yeah. you got, you don't know what somebody's going to infer what you said, which right. you're totally innocent, and you didn't well, even know. And, and and that's true. And there, but there's also oh, yeah. the opposite of that too. Oh there, yeah, by all means. A lot of things. There's a lot. Uh, there's a feeling now that a lot of people can, can, you know, can legitimately say, "Look, I've been bothered by this thing, and now now I'm gonna let you know." But like, like, okay, I'm a I'm a you know overweight person. I'm an obese person. If some when you get those friends, you're just like, "I'm just concerned about your health." You know, I just oh yeah, you know, like, yeah. You just oh, you look so much better when you like this stuff like that, and it gets on you. You're just like no, and I'll say oh, yeah. myself, I've I get like, that all the time. I have some you know, health I'm issues, not, but it's just you know, like, I've had like some health issues this year. I have some, we all have them. I dropped like ninety yeah. pounds in thirty months. I gained, I lost weight. I gained yeah. doing doing what I did. Now this is me, okay? I'm doing this. I'm not telling. I'm telling you, live your life yeah. the way you want to live it. We all have different, you know, you assholes who can weigh whatever and not yeah. have health problems. Ugh. But <laughs> you know yeah, what I well, mean. But well, you know. Like, but it's in, like in this my is case, my life. This is for me. I'm not right. judging you. Just like I'm pretty much a vegetarian. I'll eat whatever the hell you want for you. Listen yeah, to what but, you want. Yeah. Live in, your in my life. Case I did it for the character. Like the, I, the the characters I played on the, the comedy show that were overweight, a little bit obese, dopey. You know, kind of. Yeah. Well, did you, you do one called the whale? Like, where you like did that. like? Yes, yes I did. No? Did you yeah. ever see this one? He did one called the whale. It's a, there's actually a, um, is it a play or what? It's a what play, was that? yeah. It's actually a film that's being made right now uh, about wow. that's based on that play. It's about it's about a uh, a six hundred pound man who's basically eating himself to death. Uh, oh my god! My it, next door it's, neighbor. It's rough. Like but it's, you really empathize with the character by the end because he's you know he's got everybody else telling him. You know, what he needs, but he's just, he reflects everybody's, you know. And it's addiction. See, addiction is always like, I've had friends who've had really bad problems and I try to like tiptoe, but they'll say, well, you do this, you do this. You got to want to get, and people don't, people don't, like one of my friends, she got addicted to Big Macs and she told me she couldn't, people other, you know, if it's not happening to you, you laugh at it because you think it's, oh, it's stupid. No, No, it's not. You can get addicted to anything. You know, right. you know, I got addicted. I got addicted to a character on Game of Thrones. So, yes, I'm still <laughs> not really seeking help for it. But 
He's mentioning it. Less. I just wish that it could be the opposite where you could be addicted to something that's actually good for you to do. You know, well, I got hard. I think I, I think I have an addictive personality. I have a weird personality where I think it's addictive or ADD. Where once, like I, I now, my, now my exercise, yeah, now my ex, yeah. now once I start these crazy exercise routines, I'm, I got to do them. You know, I'll be pacing right. around the house yeah. when it's time to go. So it's like a habit. Well, because once it, you get it, the habit. It, it is good eating too. Once you stop doing that kind yeah. of eating and you start doing the healthy, it becomes a habit. Yeah. And I, I was there. Right. I was there for a it's, while. It's true. It can become a habit, I guess. Yeah. But be more it's understanding true. these days. Don't freaking judge people. You don't freaking yeah, know. It's like the way. Even shitty music people like the guy who blasts that crap next door to me. <laughs> the way I like to think about. And, and, and there's. Yeah. And like anything. Else, I am a snob with music. I got to admit it bothers me. But each his own. Go on, Patrick. There's a spectrum, like it's a little political correctness thing. There's a spectrum to everything. There's there's overdoing something and underdoing something. But I think the best way to make peace with that is to I I've I've changed the words from political correctness to respectfulness. That's better words. I think it's a better yeah. word when you think of it that way. And it way. sounds asinine, doesn't it? Political and you know, correctness. And like you what? Make a big, and well, that's a thing. That's a, it's a it's well, a device, it's like if all men were angels, who, who are you know, it'd be like that, but. Unfortunately, not not everybody's an angel, right? You know? Yeah, and I think that you know, and I do think that there's you know some unfair expectations put on people, but I also think that we like to we like to lump everything in one basket. You know, we throw it all in. Yeah, one yeah basket. go back, Dell. The go back some you know, decades. What were we, really what were we like supposed it. to do? We were supposed to go get the job, have the two point five kids, get the house in the burbs. Yeah. Some of us didn't like that. Yeah. Some of us didn't yeah. want to do that. Like I tell my dad, my right. dad actually came up to me and, you know, we had like, he worked at Kodak his whole life and he came up when I worked there, like during the summers and he was like, and my friend Rob, my friend Rob, his dad is a plumber. He took us out one time during winter and you go where the workers. So yeah. we get up at four in the morning, go to Victor. We're freezing. I remember Rob trying to get a sandwich. His like hands are shaking. Yeah. His dad's wearing a, like a wife beater, not cold at all. After two weeks, he's like, okay, I want, want you to be honest with me. Uh, do you like it? And we're like, yo, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and I told Sorry. my dad, and then he said, "You know, good. Then you make sure you go your own way." And my dad said the same yeah. thing. Relatives would say, "Well, when are you going to start working at Kodak?" And my dad would go, "You know, that's not for him." Yeah, right. It's not his yeah. thing. And uh, and uh, history has shown. I had my time at Kodak. <laughs> well, I would have been laid off by now. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I I actually uh, quit Kodak and then went back as a temp. Yeah. So I love doing all kinds. I love plus. I'm always one of those kind of people. I like worked at Target over the holidays one time because when I want to talk about something, I like to say, "Well, oh, I know what it's like." Not just judging people. I was was subcontracted. I worked at bars. I've done. I was subcontracted to Kodak at a a call center, and even tangentially at the time, when you're you're when you go into the you know it's like really to see how incredibly boxed off every division of it was. And out of touch. Oh, I'm not going to. You know, okay, yeah. the, the statute of, of limitations. True. This was like back in the 80s. One department. Now, this was like out of some stupid movie. One department, the guy, he would try to sabotage because I guess he was in this department and something happened. So it was like yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah. But this has been. Jeez. We've th- yeah. These go on. We could go on for three hours, but I think we're I probably got to go to the bathroom. The, uh, so uh, would you like to come back sometime? Maybe even come down to the studio. Um, yeah. Yeah, if we, I mean, we could go into another tangent if you want to get to like you know other stuff. 
You know, oh, yeah. That's the show. You think we actually have a plan when we go on here? I call everything stuff because it's like you just take this stuff and put it with you know, that I've got, stuff. I've gotten tired of people. I've gotten tired stuff. of guests coming out and going, well, what are you talking about? It's like, well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> people will, you know. Yeah, I know. It's why well, I, I probably, you know, when I like to come on back on is when I get something finished. Okay, you know, like when you're, I, you're not already gonna hold of me. Either a video or a, a, you know, audio project or something done, then I can plug it and then talk. You know. All right. Cool. If you don't mind, no, that's no, that's what it. we're here for. Plug that's away. what we're here for. And, that, and in that, yeah, uh, I, and I, in I like range. to plug. You know, just yeah. Go ahead. Got the CD. Yeah. Plug away. Just uh, you get this at. Mostly at Bob Shop. I All right. Think. Well, this this is yeah. uh, they're kind of like the main though, distributor. So say the name stuff. of it. Say, say of because, it because we not, have uh, we're not. Del Rivers why we could show Greg's the face. Key Dreamers bright colors. All right. It's yeah. basically live at the Bob Shop, but I call it bright colors. Del yeah. Rivers and the Key Dreamers bright, bright colors. colors. And go up to Tom or whoever's working there. And say, hey, we want Del Rivers and the Key Dreamers bright colors. And when I eventually get uh, yeah. Uh, uh, file from Greg. Um, what uh, what song do you think we should play? What song do you want? What song would you? Um, how would you like to? Like would you like to sing it right okay. now? Yeah. Wink. All right. <laughs> Everybody refuses. If I had a guitar with me or something, I could do it, but I can't. Okay, I can't now we. I will. Great, great having you on, man. Hope you're yeah. doing you know, all the best to your health and everything else. We have to look yeah, for the future because where else stuff. are we going? We have to I look for the future. I want to be able to sing a song. You know, eventually I'll be, I want to be able to do that off the top of my head, but you know, I just yeah. you know pop goes the weasel and stuff like that. Next time, stay it's tuned for Dale singing songs off the top of his head. <laughs> that's, a, that's a promise. That's a carnival promise. <laughs> I actually have a song, a heavy metal song that I, I didn't finish writing yet. But it's in my head. It's called Sperm Bank. <laughs> I can picture these dudes with mullets from the 80s with all the women dressed like it with chains Burr or something. <laughs> all right. That's cool, what man. I'm working on in the back of my head, at least. All right. Well, that's it. Next time. Next time, next time man. So thanks uh, a lot, man. Me. And I'll be in touch. And yeah. Very cool. Thanks I'm for coming to on. see you guys, too. I, I, I haven't seen you in a long time. We were worried about you for a little while. I haven't seen anybody in a long time. We were worried that you got, like, something happened to you for a little bit when we started out. But... I wouldn't doubt it. I never go out. I don't have any money. I'm broke. Basically, I'm, I don't have any money to go out with. Oh, shit. What are you going to do when I send you the bill for being on here? Ooh, okay. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Give me that. Yeah. Okay, the next song we're doing is um, a song I did with a, a girl that used to date Darren up here, Susan Steckloff. She was also on WAYO on Wednesday nights and at Yenta Schmenta's show. Wait a minute, I used to date her too. You dated her once. <laughs> anyway, we're going to try to do a song with the band, and it's called She Walks Like a Robot. Bye. 
Thank you very much. I feel just good to breathe new life with the songs that are 20 years old. <laughs> this song is relatively recent to my. Um... <laughs> people, people. Tell them. 